Chapter 1. Before the Shellacking We knew this wouldn't be easy. It was mid-May 2010, half a year before his big decision on a tax cut deal, and President Barack Obama was addressing hundreds of high-dollar Democratic contributors, celebrities, financiers, power players, from a stage in a ballroom at the ritzy St. Regis Hotel in New York City. The goal, as at every fundraiser, was to squeeze them for money. He had to show them something special, reveal a little bit of himself and his thoughts, so they would feel part of his presidency and attuned to his vision. Obama was not an enthusiastic fundraiser. Some politicians actually enjoy grubbing for money, not him. After he became president, some big-dollar donors grumbled about the lack of attention the White House paid to its wealthy contributors. There weren't sufficient invitations to the White House or requests for advice. Fair or not, this was regarded as a reflection of Obama's own jaundiced view towards the money chase. But when Obama wanted to reach out and touch the donors, he could. And now he truly needed to mobilize and motivate his party's money people. Two months earlier, the Democrats in Congress had finally passed Obama's comprehensive but controversial health care overhaul. Tens of millions of Americans would eventually obtain health insurance coverage, which would be subsidized for low-income recipients. Insurance companies would be prevented from denying coverage to customers with pre-existing conditions. Young adults could remain on their parents' plans. Older Americans would receive additional assistance in paying for medicine. But the passage of this landmark law, which included an individual mandate that would compel people to obtain coverage to the horror of conservatives, had not won Obama much, if any, political credit. The whole effort had exhausted Washington and alienated independent voters, especially those who wondered if Obama's devotion to this reform had come at the expense of repairing the still-tattered economy. The president had been left with a let-me-explain, hard-to-understand win that had prompted rage on the right and fired up the Tea Party forces now threatening his party. Unemployment had topped 9.5% for nearly a year, and the president's approval rating was just below 50%. Congressional Democrats were faring worse. In Gallup polls, approval of the Democratic Party, which controlled both the Senate and the House, had plummeted in the past year from 55 to 41%. Republicans, who had embraced a consistent stance of anti-Obamaism, had crept up from 34% to 42%. One survey showed that more than 70% of the public disapproved of the Congress. All this confirmed the obvious. Obama and the Democrats were hurtling toward a cliff in the 2010 midterm elections, and for months leading up to the St. Regis fundraiser, strategists at the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, the outfit tasked with preserving the Democratic majority in the House, had been urging the White House to unleash the president. They wanted Obama to mount up and lead the charge against the say-no-to-everything Republicans. Obama's aides, though, were not eager to set Obama loose as a partisan bulldozer, which aggravated the Democratic strategists. They'd say, look, the president won the 2008 election because he was beyond politics, one House Democrat recalled. But at this swanky $15,000-a-person event featuring food prepared by the chefs of the French Culinary Institute, With actors Matthew Broderick and Sarah Jessica Parker in the crowd, Obama was delivering his first campaign speech of the season, 
After those months of back and forth between the White House and the DCCC, he was finally leaping into the 2010 mix with gusto. I hope you knew that it would be tough, he told the faithful, because I told you. If you didn't know, you weren't paying attention at my inauguration address. Remember that? Washington? Couple million people? Really cold. He pounced on the Republicans. You would have thought, at a time of historic crisis, that Republican leaders would have been more willing to help us find a way out of this mess, particularly since they created the mess. Unsheathing the biting sense of humor he only rarely displayed in public, Obama went on. We got our mops and our brooms out. We're cleaning stuff out. And they're sitting there saying, hold that broom better. That's not how you mop. Don't tell me how to mop. Pick up a mop. The well-heeled Democratic loyalists laughed loudly. Obama insisted that the GOP strategy had...